you may have noticed via things I've said and tweeted, but I hate the direction the sports media has taken. I hate when fanboys find a website and proclaim, woohoo, I'm a hockey writer, or baseball, or football, whatever. A lot of pretend media out there. Everybody knows the scores of games thanks to TV and Twitter, so I get trying to find a new perspective to write about, but it so often fails. What I really hate is writers and announcers and podcasters who try to be funny but just aren't. Just aren't ever. The absolutely cringeworthy ESPN.com hockey coverage is exemplary. Alas, Pierre Lebrun and Scott Burnside, we hardly knew you. Here's an example. The Washington Capitals won the Stanley Cup finally. And they did it with a roster that was considerably worse than the roster they had in each of the last two seasons. They lost Johansson, Williams, Alsner, Schmidt, and Shattenkirk. They lost Chimera the year before that. Holtby had a rotten regular season this year. Yet the Capitals rallied and won a very improbable Stanley Cup. But I have read precious little analysis of that, of how that happened. What I read everywhere instead is, Wow, these guys know how to party. Hey, look, Ovi just did a keg stand. Now that is journalism. Hey, new media. You may be new, but you're not media. And guess what? You just made the list. The list brought to you by Matt Nurse Plumbing, comp on a name you can trust. Dial 412-333-WXDX for all your plumbing. Oh, sorry, 412-367-0815 for all your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. Uh, and to make very clear, the Caps should have a great time. The appearance on Jimmy Fallon by Holtby and Ovi was a scream. But the focal point of all Caps coverage for almost the entirety of them winning has been how great they are at partying. And I'm sorry, but I've seen people drink beer before. Heck, I've even done it myself. You know what? I think the one person that's covering the Caps currently, used to cover the Penguins, you can excuse her because she has a turkey in the oven, I think. That's the problem. There's a turkey in the oven. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Uh, you know what is great about uh, all the soft millennials out there? All the entitled brats. Is that yesterday, when we talked about the Minnesota high school pitcher who hugged his childhood friend after striking him out to end that game and put his team in the state playoffs. Playoffs? Uh, he hugged his friend and ignored the team's celebration, his team's celebration for a few seconds. Yesterday, everybody called him and said, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. That kid was raised right, yada, yada. But today on this show, a major leaguer said, eh, I wouldn't have done that. And suddenly, 
Nobody wants to talk about it. See, that's what I don't like about millennials. You're too easily beaten. You surrender too easily. If you don't get it just handed to you on a platter, you don't want it. You don't want to earn it. You don't want to work for it. And you certainly don't want to debate it. That's because there's only one word to describe you, and I'm going to spell it out for you. S-A-W-F-T. Soft. So we got that to talk about, although no one will want to. Did I mention last week that Sarah Flaviano is pregnant? I don't think I announced that yet. Yeah, Sarah Flaviano is pregnant. The NA stripper queen. She's married, believe it or not. That came out kind of bad. You wouldn't think a stripper's married. That's what I meant. So she's pregnant and good luck to her. Kind of ironic, she worked her whole life to get the perfect body. Definitely got there and, well, now she's pregnant. But that's good. I'm very happy for her. And I hope uh, everything involving the pregnancy goes well. If I was that kid, I would breastfeed till I was 27. That's according to 105.9 Commenter here on the Mark Madden Show. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Uh, we're also talking about the Pirates, about Musgrove hitting the batter and starting the rally, but I think he was right to hit the batter because they hit Jay Hay. Jay Hay always gets hit. Musgrove's tough. He stands up for his teammates. I got no problem. The bullpen blew it. David Freese with the air blew it. Musgrove did not blow it. Let's go to Jason in the car. Jason, you're on with the super genius. Hey, Mark. Uh, I think you've said this in the past about this group of Steelers just being so unlikable. And, you know, you got A.B. this week. You know, Le'Veon Bell has continued to just make himself look bad as a public. I said just, I just earlier today, Jason, it's the most unlikable team in Steelers history. Absolutely, and, and those guys are stars. I mean, they're unbelievable talents, but I'll be honest. I'm ready for them just to, to move on because I don't think they're going to win with these well, guys. And, and let me tell you what's going to happen. When Ben retires, I think Bell will be gone by then, but when Ben retires, Brown will abandon Pittsburgh like a rat off a sinking ship. Yeah, and you know what I, you know who I unfortunately think is going to head right down and mimic him? is I think Juju is going to look at Brown's model of his egotistical me-first attitude. What do you mean is going to? The word you're looking for is already has. Yeah. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Josh and Beaver. Josh, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. I uh, I see all these videos going around about Obi and, and the Capitals doing crazy stuff with the cup and drinking out of it. That doesn't really impress me. I want to know what you've heard, any stories about crazy things that have happened to the Cup after a team has won won Lord Stanley. I mean, it's been dented. It's fallen apart. Borky took it apart and carved his name on the inside of the Cup. I mean, I I just don't – I think all that stuff's been documented and it's already out there and the Caps are drinking a lot and they're partying and they're having fun. I don't begrudge them that. I support it. But I I just don't find it interesting at all, especially not when – like, I haven't read a Capitals writer. Somebody who covers the Capitals tell me, like, when, when the Penguins won last year, there was analysis how the Penguins did it. 
How'd the Capitals do it after losing all those key components? I counted six. I mean, I can tell you more than they can, I guess, because a lot of it was. They gambled and, and forechecked Las Vegas deeper up the rink and forced the Knights to make plays a lot sooner than they expected to. Usually the Knights intimidated other teams with their speed and just flew to the blue line, and the Caps didn't let them do that. Now, instead of seeing that somewhere, in, in more detail, obviously, I'm seeing, oh, Ovi, keg stand. It's great. Ovi, keg stand. He swore he's drunk. Ovi, he's swimming. Ovi, keg stand. And, and you, know, you know how many times I need to hear that? It's once. And now we've heard it nonstop for how many days? And that's no knock on the Capitals. The Capitals should be having a good time. That's the new media. That's the Barstool-type crowd who thinks that the party's everything. And that's great. If the party is everything and you feel that way, you shouldn't be listening to this show. You should go screw yourself. Let's go to Jared in Yorkville. Jared, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Mark, how you doing today? Good. Um, I got a question for you. How do you feel about the uh, the red skin scabs, the guys who came in whenever the players were on strike, getting Super Bowl rings today? What do you mean today? Didn't they get their rings today? Their Super Bowl rings? What, from years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 weren't they left out? I didn't hear about that. Don't care about it. If they were scabs, they shouldn't get rings. Okay. That's how I feel. That's how the union should feel. But then again, that's the least powerful union anywhere, let alone in, in sports. That's Very interesting. True. I'll have to look that up. You should have your own show. I mean, nobody would listen because who cares about that? But you kind of put one over on me. Okay. We want your calls. That's it. The rest of the show, we want your calls. We had Casey on. We had Stavron on. Now it's your turn. 105.90X. Love practice, right? You, you hear- Looking for an electrician? Make the switch to CW Electrical Services. CWElectricalServices.com. I'll be here for you, just like you've always been here for me. The X at 105.9. Double M on the X. Here's the big stories. Pirates had a 5-0 lead at Arizona and wound up losing 9-5. It all fell apart in the 8th and ninth innings after Musgrove hit a batter in retaliation for Josh Harrison being drilled. Not blaming Musgrove far from it. The bullpen collapsed and David Freese made a costly error. Sean Casey, a major league ball player, says that the kid who struck out his friend to end a big baseball game in Minnesota high school competition. Well, Case didn't say he shouldn't have hugged his friend at the expense of celebrating with his team, but he said that that's not what he, Sean Casey, a legitimate major leaguer, would have done. Because, you see, winning's important, and people compete. Like Casey said, there's plenty of time to take your buddy to Wendy's afterward. Casey referenced Wendy's like three times in today's interview. Maybe he's got some kind of sponsorship deal. Uh, of course, we're talking about A.B. acting like a jackass at Steelers minicamp, saying the media has done him wrong and put undue pressure on him. And he actually said the media has cost him time with his family. I'll tell you when nobody cost A.B. time with his family. Remember, it was last year or the year before, he had a big appearance scheduled at a gym out, I think, in Pine Richland. And he showed, no, no, it was out in Murraysville. And he showed up like three hours late and stayed for 15 minutes. 
AB's a jerk, okay? He's a great receiver. He is a nailed-on jerk. He's an imbecile. You wouldn't want him to be your friend. You just would not want him to be your friend. Runs around on his baby mama. Just He's a despicable human being. He just is. I got a tweet right here. Uh, don't act like A.B. isn't the best wide receiver in the league, bud. Well, but I'm not. In fact, I've said literally four or five times on today's show, including not 45 seconds ago, that he's the best wide receiver in football. He's just a dink. And here's the part you really don't like. And the reason you really don't like it is because it's true. It's damn true. You're not going to win with that guy. That's the guy who never wins. Terrell Owens never won. Randy Moss never won. That's the guy that never wins. Love Bell, too. Okay, let's point out the second soundbite from Antonio Brown. We heard the first one earlier. Thanks to Mark Caballi of uh, The Athletic for providing these, even though unwittingly. He didn't get them for us. He posted them on Twitter, and then it's fair game. So here now Antonio Brown addressing the media at minicamp today. Well, it's a tough time, you know, the time you live in. You know, you start to think from the perspective of my kids, you know, the time I miss out from their lives. You know, obviously, you know, me being away, they're down in Florida. So, you know, I started to think what's important. You know, if I'm playing football to make a lot of money, I'm playing football to take care of my family. You know, so some of the decisions and things I think about. Maybe they don't come here every day. What I'm sorry. You? Did, AB not be, did Ben not begin here have any impact on that decision? I play with any quarterback. No matter who's here, I play with the Steelers. It's not one guy that I'm, you know, it's not one guy. But, again, you guys write the stories. You know, uh, I got to wake up to the Google alerts. You guys, you know, constantly under the pressure. I can't go nowhere and work out by myself. Fans come meet me at the field. You know, I can't do nothing normal. You know, you guys write about me every day. My mom, my kids here. So we have to deal with these, these type of things, you know. Uh, and I started to think to myself, am I really free? You know, I can't really express myself in this game. I can't really tell you guys how I feel. You guys make the pressure to put pressure on me all the time. Am I really free? You know, and I got to ask myself that in regards to taking away time from my kids and everything that's going on. So I had to get away to, you know, free my mind. What did you learn from that process? Well, I'm still under pressure. You know, you guys in my face asking me about not showing up to volunteer practice, you know, that's the world we live in, though. It was kind of funny, though, wasn't it? You were talking about Le'Veon. Nah, you guys, you guys paint me a picture to talk about Le'Veon. I, I'm not involved with Le'Veon business or his contract. You guys write about it and say, oh, AB says it show up. I just say the first rule of getting better is show up. I didn't say he got to show up. He got his own business. But that's why I go back to referring. You guys put the pressure on me all the time. In regards to life, in regards to everything, and, and we just supposed to take it. Yeah. You know, that, that ain't that ain't freedom. Do you have any problem with Bruce Arians or Mike Tomlin based off your? I don't. I don't, I don't. I don't have a problem with anyone. Uh, I just feel like as a player, you you play the game so much, you know, you never get a chance to really express yourself. You know, everyone's telling us to you know bottle everything up and don't say nothing. Yeah. And, you know, when I reflect on my career, you know, there's a lot of people you know that, that put a lot of pressure on me. And, you know, when I take time to reflect, you know, I reflect like, you know, guys who have made it hard on me for no reason. What a sad, pathetic little weasel Antonio Brown is. A sad, pathetic little weasel. He's talked about his kids being in Florida. Yo, Einstein, if you want more time with your kids, move them to Pittsburgh. 
That's all. You have a home here and a home there. Move your kids to Pittsburgh. I know that would get in the way of the Instagram model nailing, potentially. And if I were you, I wouldn't want anything to get in the way of the Instagram model nailing. Because I don't think you're exactly a family guy. Ergo, a little emphasis on the Instagram model nailing. Which, you know, the baby mama's pointed out once or twice she's not happy with. But hey, that's between you and the baby mama. Am I really free? Kiss my ass in hell. Am I really free? You're making, what, 14 mil? If that ain't free, that's as free as you're going to get. And it's free like we'd all like to be. $14 million in one year will set you free for quite some time, I would think. But I'll never know. I mean, I make a fraction of that, and I feel relatively free. I'm okay. Dude, if you wanted to spend more time with your kids, you could. Don't voice that upon anybody else but you. You're probably a crap father. I mean... That's something I can say if you leave your kids in Florida and they only visit here once in a while when they could easily move up here, which I understand to be the case. That's how you handle your family situation. You're a crap father. Great receiver, crap father. That's happened before. A lot of crap fathers out there. My father was a crap father. Didn't make 14.5 mil. If he had, I would have tried to find him at some point. Unbelievable. Unbelievable friggin' stuff. From Antonio Brown. I don't know how anybody can like him when they hear stuff like that. I don't know how anybody can like him. Did you hear the question from the media? Pursuit was like incredulous. He's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oi. Let's go real quick to Eric who says he's on a hoverboard. Eric, you're on with double M. Eric, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Well, then say something. You're on the air. Holy crap. Yeah, goodbye, Eric. You weren't ready. You lost your place in line. Go to Kevin in Wexford. Kevin. Hey, Mark, uh, you know, for, first of all, congratulations. I heard you got a baby on the way there. Uh, I don't have a baby on the way. Why would you say that? Oh, I, I thought I heard something about Flaviano in the last segment. But anyway. No, no, no. I, I would gladly father Sarah Flaviano's child. Giddy up. Hey. Remember a couple months ago, coming up to the NFL draft, you were saying how Lamar Jackson is in the first-round pick. Yeah, I agree with you, but, you know, the Twitter army... Why are we talking about that? Well, I just thought... I haven't brought up Lamar Jackson's name on the show literally since that show several months ago. They're already trying to get wide receiver. Yeah, 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 but but the thing is, it's not a topic on today's show. What, are they using him at wide receiver at minicamp? Yeah, yeah, already. That's bad for the Steelers. He'll be tough to cover. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. I do get depressed by the calls. I really do. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Antonio Brunt, I want to ask some people, it's a serious question. And I'll give you time to talk before I cut you off and call you an idiot. If you like Antonio Brown, tell me why you like him. Simple question, right? But I can't believe anybody would like him, except maybe the Instagram models. And maybe not even them. 
1059 the X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. I am the voice of the voiceless. <laughs> so, <laughs> just, just a thought. Well, what, what the hell are you talking about? The X at 105.9. Tim Benz tweets regarding today's Antonio Brown interview. Does anyone side with AB on this? I mean, is there anyone out there who thinks these issues he has with media coverage are anything short of a self-created problem? I think that all of Antonio Brown's problems, every single one of them, are of his own making. Let's go to Greg in Mount Washington. Greg, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Thanks for having me. Right. Hey, uh, one thing I do like about Antonio Brown is specifically his athletic talents on the field. No question. What he... I'm sorry, what was that? No question. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. What I uh, what he does off the field is you know kind of stereotypical of you know a professional athlete um, who runs into you know trouble outside of the playing field and that I tend to just specifically ignore because well no no now he's not running into trouble outside the playing field he's not committed a crime or ever really embarrassed the game dramatically except that he runs his mouth and, and acts the ass now now a question for you is. Given his acknowledged athletic ability and production, does the way he conducts himself in situations like today's disrupt the team and negatively influence their chances of winning? I totally think it does. You think it does? Yeah, I think it, I think it has potential to. I think it has already. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Nick in Hampton. Nick, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Good day, Mark. Right. You know, just from today, uh, what we saw with Antonio Brown, this is just going to be another year of Steeler reality TV. Uh, just the status quo anymore. Uh, these guys just put their own crap ahead of winning and in front of camaraderie and in front of togetherness. Uh, so I don't even know how people can stomach it anymore. Uh, Antonio Brown can be as great as he wants. Like you said, guys like that, guys like Rev Bell, they just don't win. Uh, and that's pretty much the bottom line. So I don't even know why I stay invested in this team because that's all this is, is, is drama. Well, I, I stopped being invested in this team a long time ago. And when Ben Roethlisberger retires, I will lose forever any emotional attachment I have with it. In fact, at this point, as much as I respect Ben and would like to see him win a third Super Bowl, I would openly enjoy Antonio Brown failing and Lev Bell failing. And and that's not me being a bad person or a bad Pittsburgher. That's them reaping what they sowed. And I think a lot of Pittsburghers feel like I do. And, in fact, I think once Ben does retire and the team stinks, I'm not saying they'll stop selling every ticket, but I am saying that field will be half empty midway through the season if they're under 500. I think they're going to reap what they've sown with the unpopularity and the unlikability of this group of athletes more later than they would ever suspect now. I would completely agree, Mark. And to quote Tony Soprano, whatever happened to the strong silent type, the Heinz Wards, the Brett Kiesels, the Aaron Smiths of the world? Well, no, no, hold, 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 hold. Heinz wasn't strong and silent. He was strong, but he ran his mouth, too. But let me tell you, I never felt, I used to call Heinz Warren Jerome Bettis selfish and egomaniacal. I always felt they knew where to draw the line, and it didn't hurt the team. Let me tell you. If I had experienced Lev Bell, actually, this is quite a revelation, think it out loud. If I had experienced Lev Bell and, and, and Antonio Brown before I, 
I had to cover and deal with and talk about Jerome Bettis and Heinz Ward, I would look at Jerome Bettis and Heinz Ward in a much more favorable light. Because let me tell you, as nutty and egomaniacal as those two were, they were nothing compared to Bell and Brown. Nothing in terms of ego and putting themselves first compared to Bell and Brown. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Maverick in Annapolis. Maverick, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. Right. Let me ask you, I have a question about Lev Bell. Right. Technically, he hasn't signed his uh, tenure. That's the... right. As of right now, he is not an employee of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He has been uh, given the franchise tag, but until he signs it, it is not binding. Let me ask you this then. So is he required to do drug tests since he's not an employee no, of the NFL? No, absolutely not. And uh, well, I think that's a big reason behind him not signing the tender. Uh, one, is he doesn't want to come to work until he absolutely has to because he's not missing any paychecks until week one. But, yeah, the drug test thing, I, I think there's something to do with that as well. Well, I'm sure he's having a good time with Wiz then. Uh, let me ask you. Oh, there's no question, question that he's stoned up. right now in that hot box studio in Edna. No question. Can I ask you about Ovechkin and his partying? Yeah, why not? I like it. All right, so, yeah, it's cute and all. They won the cup, and he's drinking everywhere and swearing in the mic or speaking in Russian, whatever that was. Um, but when it comes down to watching hockey, we got to say it's much more entertaining watching what Crosby can do. With yeah, the that, that's end. not at all part of this discussion, but thank you for the call. OV1, he's partying. He deserves to. The, the Penguins partied pretty good last year, too. But just that every year, social media becomes a little more predominant. And don't forget, this was the first time this team ever won. Not just this group with the Capitals. The first time the franchise ever won. And that was going to be reflected in the aftermath. Both by the players, by the fans, and by the media covering. Let's go to Steve on 279. Steve, you're talking to Double M. Hey, Mark. With all due respect, the conversation about Antonio Brown and whether he's likable or not, it's, it's just ridiculous. It's, it's as simple as if the Steelers are, are winning games, this town is all about it. That's all they're going to talk about. Yeah, they're not winning enough games, are they? They're winning enough for us to spend time talking about Antonio Brown. Oh, June. gee, and here I thought this was the team where every season where they didn't win a Super Bowl was a failure. My mistake. I didn't know we settled these days. And maybe that's maybe that's the effect A.B. and Lev Bell have had on the fan base. Maybe they've taught us to settle. Maybe they've taught when us did, to put things ahead of Super Bowls. Because they did certainly we win the do. Super Bowl before, before Ben got here? Well, actually, they won four before Ben got here. They won six total. Right, right. A long time before you, Ben got here. Were people well, actually, not, 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 I mean, not, you know, like 20-some years ago. I mean, the fact that you think that's a long time ago indicates how spoiled this town is when it comes to championships. You have a high IQ. You can do the math. It was a long time between... Gee, I don't know. Maybe I better get out a calculator. We went through a long drought before Ben got here. What? what okay, how and is that remotely relevant? How is that remotely relevant to what we're talking about? Because we still watched when Ben Morris was getting in trouble. We still watched. It doesn't matter what they do off the field. If the Steelers it matters. Maybe it doesn't matter to you. Maybe you're shallow, and you've already admitted that I'm smarter than you. Maybe you're shallow and just, you know, put your jersey on and, and tailgate and drink beer and rah, rah, rah. 
I'm a little deeper than that. It does matter to me that these guys don't act like horses' asses. And part of that is my favorite sport is hockey, where they almost never act like this. Oh, yeah, they're perfect in hockey. They never do anything wrong. Okay, well, then lay it on me, bro. What do they do wrong? Hey, I, I don't follow it enough. Tell me, open oh, me. No, no, you don't follow it enough. They don't do anything wrong. They're perfect. No one's ever got. They're pretty close to it. Player. They're pretty close to it. Man, you're li- you're living in a, a different. No, no, no. I'm living in a world where I wouldn't make out with Antonio Brown given opportunity like you. Not that that's a bad you, thing. You sure? Not that that's a bad thing. He's a handsome guy, and you don't want to be going where <laughs> a bunch of Instagram models and baby mamas have been. Bro, goodbye. I you're a waste I, of my time. You're a waste of my time. You say it doesn't matter if they win. They haven't won enough. They haven't won a Super Bowl. You don't win Super Bowls with guys like Bell and Brown. You know how I know? They haven't. Let's go to Scott in the car. Scott, you're on with Double M. Aaron, sir. Yep, what's up? At what point At what point in any professional sports, especially the Pittsburgh Pirates, can we talk about coaching, especially head coach Clint Hurdle? Well, he's, they call it the manager in baseball. Okay. Thank you, sir. What 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 what's your point? Should they fire Hurdle? What, I don't get what you're asking. The point is, is that when it comes down to winning, it rests at the manager's shoulders. No, 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 so Tory, no, 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 it Bobby doesn't. Cox, no, it, it doesn't. It, goodbye, 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 goodbye. It rests on the manager's shoulders with the budget he has to work with. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a horseman or manager. But you could dip Bobby Cox and Tony La Russa and order up a side of Sparky Anderson, and you're not going to win with that budget or with the players he has. Now, could he be making a better effort and manage better? Could he be playing his better players more? Could Ray Searage get... Let, let me tell you, I'm going to go off track here. Uh, but just to finish that thought, Hurdle could do better with what he has, but he couldn't do enough to make the playoffs, not with this group and not with that budget. He, but, you know, if he can get respectability out of that budget, just like the GM can get respectability out of that budget, then they're going to have jobs here for a long time. Because in theory, that should draw fans, although that would appear to have worn off. The guy they should fire is Ray Searich. Okay? He had a good run, but he's hit a sell-by date. He's not taking projects and making them great again like he did with uh, Volquez and uh, Liriano. He's not developing Tyon. He's not developing Glasnow. I just don't see any positive in the way pitchers are being developed with this team and I look at Cole and Morton going to Houston and being much better, albeit for a much better franchise, but they're still throwing the same size ball off the same size mound, and the other hitters have the same size bats. That's a one-man game, not a team game. Their job, and they're much better. So that's one guy I would get rid of is Ray Searage. Nice guy. He should be done. Time now to ask Mark anything. 412-333-WXDX. That number again. Four one two three 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 WXDX. And now the super genius Mark Madden. Super genius, big fan. Is that a compromise, verbally speaking? Verbally speaking. How stupid is that? What other kind of verbally is there besides speaking? The X at one oh five nine. See, here's DK Pittsburgh Sports Dale Lolly kind of taking it easy on Antonio Brown. Uh, at least I assume it's Dale, but there's a tweet that says Antonio Brown is upset with what he says or stories in the past few weeks that have painted him as being a guy unwilling to work with rookie quarterback Mason Rudolph. He cleared the air today. 
First off, that wasn't the story. The story was that he wouldn't work with Landry Jones. And that was why he didn't show up at OTAs, which he did not confirm or deny today. Nowhere was clear in that regard. And in terms of what Antonio Bryant was upset with, he was upset with just about everything. So, uh, again, I don't feel like he cleared any air today. One thing about this guy, he's never going to shut up. Things won't change. They won't get better. And eventually he will cause a major distraction. Then again, the Steelers have dealt with so many distractions. Maybe the biggest distraction would be if there weren't any distractions. Got a couple lines open for Ask Mark Anything. Dial now, 412-333-WXDX. Let's go to Luke on the Boulevard of the Allies. Luke, Ask Mark Anything. Luke, you there? Yeah, what's up, man? What's up, man? Hey, I want to know what your favorite taco joint in the city is right now. Well, you see, I don't really have a taco joint per se. I really like Jose and Tony's in Mount Lebanon, but I never go near Mount Lebanon. So if I eat there once a year, that's that's a lot. So here's what my strategy is with tacos, with Mexican food in general. And you tell me if I'm wrong. I think all the places taste roughly like Taco Bell. I think El Campesino tastes like Taco Bell. I think that uh, El Patron tastes like Taco Bell. I think that uh, Chipotle tastes like Taco Bell. And Taco Bell's cheaper. So when I want Mexican food, I go to Taco Bell. No, no, I totally disagree. I think that uh, there's some pretty gourmet taco joints in the city right Where? now. Looking they, at Dose they... Taqueria on East Carson. You're looking at Taco in six, on 6th Street. You're looking at Condado on Liberty. Those Ave. are trendy. I, I don't hear fantastic. what you're telling me from anybody else. Uh, yeah, they're fantastic. I'll tell you, there's a That's mom and pop taco joint right here by the studio I need to go to. Those are the kind of places that, that, are, that are really good. Thank you for the call. And like with nachos, seriously, this is the truth. You can get better nachos at a sports bar most times than you get at a Mexican place. You know, the loaded nachos. You know what I mean. And by the way, uh, I, I will say this, El Patron, that, that's like a, uh, a, I don't know if it's a national chain, but there's a few of them around Pittsburgh. There's one out in uh, one of the Fox Chapel shopping centers, not the waterworks, but the, the next one over. Here's how they make their nachos. They lay the chips flat on a pan, and they top each chip individually with all the nacho stuff, and then bake them. And I think they still make them that way. The last time I was there, they did, and they are unbelievable. That is the best nacho around. Although if you just want, you know, que bueno cheese on, on chips, you know where there's great nachos? You'll laugh at this, wing suds and spuds. It's a wing joint, but those nachos are unbelievable. I like Mexican food, too. I wish there was, like, I could say, okay, here's this great alternative. But, like, to me, the burrito at, like, uh, Chipotle tastes the same as the one at Taco Bell. Tastes the same as El Campesino. It's just nuts. Leaves the line open here on the X. Time winding down. If you want to get your call in and maybe have a beer, dial 412-333-WXDX. Let's go to Scott in Scott Township. Hey, Mark, I am having a beer. The mayor of Scott Township is having a beer. Are you the mayor? Yes. You're literally the mayor. This is Scott, the mayor of Scott Township. No, but you're literally the mayor, the elected official. Uh, I'm, I'm the people's mayor. Okay, well, go ahead then. 
Um, I got a question for you. I would like to know who would you take to prom? Allie Mills, Kumiko, or Jessica Andrews? Oh, the three uh, quasi girlfriends in the uh, Karate Kid series. That is correct. I don't know. I always had a thing for Kuniko. Is that her name? Kumiko, yes, it was. Then again, uh, Elizabeth Shue was Allie, right? Uh, yes, she was. And Jessica Andrews was the redhead, if you are into redheads. I'd go with Kuniko. Yeah, I like the diversity. Okay. Let's go to Jared on the road. Jared, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. I just wanted to say, uh, that with the nacho debate there, uh, there's a place up in Grove City near the outlets called Timber Creek. They have an awesome lobster nacho. Lobster nacho? Oh, yeah. Why would yeah, I want lobster nacho? Well, it's not like an overly seafood nacho, but you get a little bit of lobster. I got a feeling I would not like it, brah. I want nachos basic and Mexican. I think when you tart it up with too many options. Thank you for the call, though. Let's go to Ben and Forest Hills. Ben, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, thanks for taking the call. I just want to ask you real quick. So far, what has been your favorite all-time favorite uh, Penguins lineup? Well, it would have to be one of the cup teams. I would say 92. Talking Stevens, Mario, first line, I'd go with 92. I agree. Paul Coffey's one of my all-time favorites. I agree with that. Coff was gone. Coff got traded in the middle of that season. Poor Coff. I was right. And I'm a Coff fan. I love Coff, but that you asked me, so I told you. Like, I, I barely covered the team back then. I did freelance stuff and for the wire services, but I was there a lot. And, the, like, I was, like, 31 then. So, like, those teams were, you know, it was, like, like I always tell Jason Mackey, who's, I think, in his early 30s, take advantage of your age because you can relate to these guys. I mean, I, I think these guys now look at me and just think this crazy fat nut guy, what's he doing here? But, uh, but you know, it, it just, it's, it's that, that was when I, I mean, that's when I had, you know, when I really had fun covering a team, they didn't, they didn't win the cup. When I did Penguins Report in the uh, 96 through 98 was Penguins Report. I was at practice every day. I just was constantly around the team. That was really a lot of fun. That was a good group of guys. That was the end of Mario's first tenure, and I just had a ball. Let's go to Eric in the car. Eric, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, uh, huge fan. Um, Right. So if you were to create a band, what would the name be and what genre would it be? Uh, I would go death metal and the name would be Satan's Breakfast. I like that. I like that. Who's to say I didn't once have a band named Satan's Breakfast? You know what? Tomorrow's show is going to be more positive. Remember I said that, a positive show. 1059X.